And so making sure you're consuming not only enough water, but that your body is actually absorbing it, i.e. hence the pinch of sea salt. Um, But (laughs) hydration is essential for prevention and healing. Like people really don't put enough weight on the amount. Like you don't need to drink a crazy amount of water throughout the day. You don't need to drown your body in a gallon of water. Like you were talking about vitamin D. Yeah. Yeah. If you eat a lot of water rich vegetables, if you drink bone broth regularly or have soups, uh, you know, you can adjust your water intake. You're listening to Rebel Heart Radio, hosted by nutritional therapist Cassie Knavel and professional esthetician and makeup artist Genevieve Blair. A lifestyle podcast about clean living, making money, and badass people that inspire us endlessly. We created this podcast to walk through the tough moments of life with you, inspire you to live more intentionally, and frankly, because we like to talk. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure to catch our weekly episode and subscribe to us anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you have iTunes, we would be forever grateful for your review on our podcast. Let's get to our latest episode. The materials and content within this podcast are for general information and educational purposes only and are not to be considered a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Hi. Hi. Hi, friend. Hello. It's been a while since I've seen you. Gosh, I know. It's been really sad. I know. I've been crying inside a little bit and having <laughs> and sometimes on the outside. Having Jenny B withdrawals. Oh, sad. I feel the same way though. I, I was just telling Cassie that as soon as I start editing podcasts and I haven't seen Cassie in a while, I get all like, oh, I like us. I miss Cassie. <laughs> but I feel like I get a little dose of you because we're, I am listening to you talk and, you know, spend all that time editing one episode. Yeah. So, but bless your heart for that, by the way. Mm-mm. So grateful for you. I'm grateful for you. Oh, for sure. We make it work. We do. We always and do. And we show up for you guys because we love you so much. All we do is win, win, win. No matter win. what. Listen, whenever I hear that, I just <laughs> think of um, Emma Stone. On the lip sync battle back before yes. that was like an entire show. Yes. It, if you guys have not, I will link. I will link this in the show notes. The will Emma you- Stone li- lip sync battle, battle, the original one on Jimmy Fallon. Have you seen Paul Rudd? Please tell me you've seen. The oh, first I've one. seen Paul Rudd. Yeah, I've I seen just Paul watched Rudd. it. Oh, well, I showed it to someone on Tuesday. It's uh, Thursday. It's been stuck in my head since then. It's so good. The last one he did, Queen. Oh, mm, it's over. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I, my my favorites are when I see a real just non-rapper do some really excellent rap. That's really <laughs> when I Unexpected. get very excited. Like Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah, I mean like what? It, hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Left field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean it, I'm st- it makes me so happy. Anyways, whenever I'm in a funk, I literally will listen to like back-to-back YouTube videos of the lip sync battles. <laughs> and I not like the understand. fancy ones that are like on the I don't even know what network. The they're... show? No, yeah. Jimmy Fallon. I like the show. I do like it, the but this pure... is like it's different. Yeah, it is. It's different. It is different. The Melissa McCarthy one is really hilarious too. Actually, I haven't seen that one. Dude, she busts out like Pocahontas and has like <laughs> wind spraying, like wind in her <laughs> face while she's painting that with the colors of the wind and oh my word. there's like a like rubber chickens hitting her in the face and like literal like glitter like all over and oh she's wearing word. like shop glasses oh, good. it's amazing i was gonna say her poor eyes her poor eyes <laughs> no it was amazing that's it was almost fantastic. as good as paul rudd's like multiple camera views don't stop 
me down. <laughs> they see Jimmy in the back room losing it. Oh, Best ever. This is how we unwind people. And, yeah, Justin Timberlake. Both of the ones he's known. Oh, Justin I Timberlake. can't. I just can't with Justin Timberlake. He's so good. In every so, way. Like, why do you have to be so beautiful and talented and funny all at the same time? It's rude. Leave something for other people. <laughs> you. That guy. He's an achiever. He must be a type And three. he's a good actor. <laughs> Has he started directing yet? I'm assuming that's um, next. Yeah, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah, he's like producing, <laughs> directing. I don't even know. Writing. It's gross. I don't want to talk about it. Hmm, or um, we can. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay. So tell me, girl, what is up with you? Oh, gosh. So when we started discussing like what what has been up with me, it was I had to I had to think back. Okay, what, what has been up with me? Because I haven't seen you in two weeks almost three weeks it's like two and a half weeks so okay back into the logs and truthfully in the last like two and a half weeks it's been a lot of interesting discovery about my body because uh, I got in a car accident in May and in fact I got in a car accident at 5 p.m hopped on an airplane to go to leadership summit at 5 a.m in Minnesota and I was just okay we're doing this <laughs> shout out to heather thank you for being an amazing massage therapist yeah this is just- like when you when you room with your geeky nutrition oh, and health and so wellness thankful. buddies <laughs> so thankful i arrived at the airport at like five mm-hmm. wasn't it was like five ten or something yeah. like that and cassie and heather roll up and i tell them and they were both what and they both open up their suitcases and start handing me supplements <laughs> Like you, you need this anti-inflammatory and you, you need this to help you like relax. And then you will, you will enjoy this here. Take that. And I was just like, you guys are my people. <laughs> I was so thankful. And then Heather just like watched over me to make sure I wasn't Gave like you a dying. Massage. I know. I was just like, I would do all the makeup, all the makeup, Heather. <laughs> so I, I, immediate post accident, I was really well taken care of and I felt okay. And then immediately I got home Sunday night, Monday, I was in the chiropractor's office. Like, I was just like, I'm not going to mess with this. I'm going to make sure my body is safe and sound. And so to keep that in mind, I've been seeing a chiropractor and a massage therapist since the accident very regularly, like a lot. And I thought for sure three or four months, I'd start feeling pretty good. And it has been such a roller coaster. Holy cow. So I got well, serious trauma to your body. Well, and I think it's that's my problem is part of me is not registering it as a serious trauma because the guy was going under 30. And I yeah, she's shaking her head because everyone shakes their head at me. <laughs> and actually both chiropractor and massage, all the therapists I've seen or practitioners I've seen have all said most of the time under 40 miles per hour can be more traumatic than a high speed in some well, cases. And you aggravated an already existing injury as well. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's so you have to reminder these things, people, because. Yeah. 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 It was a big deal. <laughs> and I, I think I, I downplay a lot of things in my life because my first reaction to most things is it's not that bad it could be worse it could be worse yes it's very easy to downplay anything by saying it could be worse yes and I'm here to tell you that it's been kind of a journey for me to realize that this was kind of a big deal for my body and I am learning so many things about my body it's been very very up and down I've started dealing with like regular migraines which has not been my thing that is, I've never dealt with regular even headaches. No, and they can be debilitating. Oh, my word. Like a f- unstoppable freight train of awfulness. Just, 
I, yeah, Cassie's witnessed some of my like onsetting of things and some of the things that we've talked about, I think I've talked about in previous episodes have definitely helped, but, um, trying to work with my body while still being a human being and existing in the world and like dealing with riding in a car and dealing with, uh, wanting to work out. And so long story short, in the last two weeks, uh, I have started seeing, uh, another massage therapist. So I'm seeing two different massage therapists. Sounds so extra. And it's amazing because one massage therapist is like deep tissue. Like I'm going to reach down into the depths of your bones and massage you. And then the other one is like this m- precision, like more myofascia. She's just, I don't hurt when she works on me, but I get done and I was like, wow, I feel amazing. Like she full on like squished my calves between her legs like sat on my calves on the table got up on the table sat and squished my legs and I I'm, my calves have never felt so good <laughs> and just things like that and then but that was my chiropractor saying okay we've been seeing you pretty regularly and you're staying in alignment but you I can literally feel my muscles just tightening into frustration so he said well we're gonna back off a little chiropractic and do more often massage so that's what I've been doing and these massage therapists, I'm so thankful for them. They're talking to me about my body specifically and how honestly, like my tight calves have been causing issues in my hips and pulling me slightly. Everything tilted. is connected. Everything and this is, is connected. if you guys haven't listened to um, the episode with Laurel Prue. Oh, please. Um, our girl, Doc Laurel. She literally goes through like this connection between like emotional trauma and like pelvic floor there's this massive connection between the structure of your body and trauma Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. just you know connections between one part of your body and the next that you wouldn't think would cause pain and issues I mean like you know we think about like oh yeah IT band pain is of course connected to hip pain but like so is calf like because guess what your calves are connected to your IT bands (laughs) Yeah, I was like, she you know, it's this my whole, calves. yep, it's this whole cascade. So, and then she is having me uh, take a really firm old towel mm-hmm. and I'm s- sitting on my calf <laughs> with the towel in between and then pulling the position down and like loosening up my calves before my yoga sessions. I have ridiculously tight hamstrings, which was actually what started this was that my chiropractor was saying how flexible I was and I laughed. I am like the least flexible person I know unless I'm working on my flexibility several times a day, every day. Like the most flexible. I've I've been in a position where I can do the splits several times yeah, in my life. Yeah, that's when you're actively cheering and it was part of your day to day. Yeah, sometimes twice a day. And yeah. so, and I'm like, that's not realistic as an adult and a mom. And anyway, but I, I was like, I'm the most unnaturally flexible person I know. And he he's like, that's, he's like, your hamstrings? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, everywhere else in your body, you have crazy rotation. That was, no one's ever said that to me. And that made me think a lot more about my body and how it interacts with the world and the way I walk, the way I sit, the way I sleep. Yep. So I've been on this real interesting journey of trying to understand how my body works and work with it best. So that way I'm in, I'm in the proper alignment because I've also, it's also helped me realize how my body literally physically deals with stress, different kinds of stress. I'm just so much, I'm really into tune what's happening to my body. And I'm really, I'm just thankful for practitioners in my life. I wore heels for the first time in two weeks on Sunday, took my shoes off and my calves were so tight, so tight. And this was about a week after she had worked my calves out, like so tight. And that was Sunday and Tuesday afternoon, I had to go in for like an emergency quick appointment at the chiropractor because I could not move my neck 
could not move my i i this was my rotation i'm showing cassie how many degrees is that like i don't know like 10 yeah <laughs> that's as far as i could turn like tilt my head to the left and i i could rotate but and i was having immense pain in my shoulder and in my neck and i was just oh, I don't know. and so saw him on tuesday real quick but i wasn't in immediate relief he's like heat nice sister heat nice and then i uh, saw my like i'm gonna massage down to your bones <laughs> massage therapist today and i it took me two days but i feel like a new person again but those darn heels <laughs> they're so cute though they i looked so cute on sunday <laughs> uh, i'm gonna have to work on that and figure that out because uh, i don't think i can totally give up heels but if, if no, possible i mean just sparingly well, you already just, wear them sparingly yeah exactly but so. fall fall i always bring out the heels a little bit little booties and mm. i know Anyway, so that's been kind of my discovery over the last little bit is that uh, it's a journey. (laughs) Healing from an injury. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, but tell me about you. Tell me about you. Um, I am sitting upright and alive right now. (laughs) I feel like this is like my what's up every week. Oh, but this one's special. I fell apart, but I'm doing okay. So the last two weeks, um, one and or all and or two of three of us in our household have been ill and not just kind of yeah really it was bad. like down <laughs> and out for the count down and out yeah and it's very difficult for me at the beginning of a month to have any sort of down like I just I gotta hit the ground time yeah. yeah I gotta hit the ground running with business and personal stuff and so um I started to hit the ground running and then literally my body was like <laughs> you're done <laughs> Um, and it was a great reminder of all the different things that I normally do to keep myself from getting sick that I wasn't doing. And then the other things that helped me get out of being sick. And so there were, there was just this great conversation, uh, on Instagram with all of my people responding to my, my, everybody stop and help Cassie. (laughs) Well, not even that. I, you know, I, I didn't really ask the question about people's natural remedies for myself. Mm -hmm. I was just really curious about what other people use. And, you know, I just wanted to start a conversation because I I have my list and I'm going to share it with you guys, which I'm very excited for. Yeah. But yeah. So I, you know, my little man, um, well, actually my husband got sick first and it was basically seeming like a stomach bug or like the stomach flu. And he was, you know, just feeling nauseous and stum- you just come off of traveling too? stomach issues. Um, it wasn't while you were traveling, was it? No, it was after we had gotten back from Bend. And then, that. yeah. And so he actually ended up taking a couple of days off of work, which he never does. So he must have been feeling terrible which I was trying to convince him to take more time off but he's you know it's so much work for teachers to get substitutes it's it's very difficult to find a qualified person and then you have to yeah then you have to enter back in and basically undo undo what was done Mm -hmm. while you were gone yeah Uh, and he had one day where he was being observed by his administration which when he came in to do that it was like right in the middle of him feeling horrible because it was like his second week of being sick and they were just like slow clapping him at school they were just like i can't believe you're here you're amazing and of course his his um you know we call it his version of luck um but basically he uh did great of course with his presentation and that day in the classroom went really well and so tough but then he had to take the next day off because his body was like (laughs) (laughs) um and as soon as that happened um right in the middle of that my little guy got sick and he's never really been sick at a time 
where he could communicate about it, yeah. which is, was very interesting as a very mother. Yeah. Uh, and learned the terms like my tummy hurts. Um, and so now he's milking what that, that feels like, like crazy. Ah. <laughs> and we're in the middle of potty training right now as well. And so, oh, so hard to learn. All he was sensations. doing very well with potty training, like remarkably well to the point where like I'm over here going, oh, there's going to be a backslide. And my husband's like, oh, no, this is going to be only up and up from here. And I'm like, oh, that's funny. You don't know. How this <laughs> like I've heard horror stories from friends. So I, uh, you know, we, he's been struggling to articulate. Um, and he also is taking advantage of the fact that when his tummy was hurting him, like actually hurting him, we all took downtime and like watched movies and snuggled on the couch and had, you know, we were all horribly feeling awful, but we, we made it work with the little man. So yeah. it was, it was very interesting. And now we're kind of having to undo what we did yeah. with bad habits that entered in when we were all just trying to survive. Yeah. So that happened. Um, and so last week I, it, it was, my husband got sick and then he got basically another virus on top of the previous one and got bronchi- cool. bronchitis. Ugh. And when he went to the doc, they were like, listen, you're very close to having pneumonia. Like we got it. Here's a Z pack, figure it out. Oh, uh, we try and avoid antibiotics anytime that we can or, or, you know, just try a natural course before we have to go that direction just because we have to do some gut rebuilding after that. And he already has some gut rebuilding he needs to do. <laughs> so <laughs> we waited and, you know, he it was he just needed to get it knocked out. So, yeah. Thank you, Modern Medicine. Appreciate yeah, you. There's a place for it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And, you know, it's his decision, not mine. So I, lo- I wanted to throw some herbal antibiotics at him. But and he's probably like, I'm dying. He, well, he <laughs> they would have done the same thing, but he just as well. He wanted it in his hands right in that moment. And I would have had to order a few things mm-hmm. um, through my practitioner accounts. And those usually take two days to arrive. And he was like, I don't have two days. And I was like, OK, do your thing. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's and a then, rough call to make, too. And then right in the middle of this, I had my 10 year college reunion and my girls, uh, my two of my best friends from college came and flew in from Denver. Oh my gosh. And we all, we had a fantastic weekend, but legitimately the ride where I'm going to drop them off at the airport, little man literally vomits in his car seat. Oh, that's the worst. And he was so crabby that day. And I just thought, Mm -hmm. oh, he's off his routine. He didn't get enough sleep. But oh, the poor kid just didn't feel good. Just didn't know how to say it. Yeah. And then it took about three days and then I got that. So not only it was just like setback after setback, because first of all, I didn't have my partner and co-parent for like a week because he was dying and he was trying his best to do the co-parenting. And then little man didn't feel well. So I had to cancel all the childcare and keep him with me. So he wasn't getting other kids sick or my mom sick or my mother-in-law sick or my niece. And then (laughs) and then they all get okay, And then. My husband's a mess again. And then oh, I'm a mess. So There's and no break. Yeah. And it was, <laughs> it was insult to injury because and I'm not complaining. You guys, this is I love the flexibility of my job. It's absolutely amazing. Like I was literally able to take nearly two weeks off of what I do and everything's still going to be OK. Like it's still going to be a great, yes. great month in business. And yes. I'm so grateful for that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> That's what it's all about. Yeah. Creating those passive income streams. You guys, they're everything. And, uh, but I literally had to cancel my entire photo branding session, which Genevieve was going to be a huge part of. And when you called it, I was like, oh, can I, I wish I lived closer to you. I would just bring something and drop it off on your porch. Like just bring me, I was was grieving it. 
So, um, and it's fine. You know, my wonderful photographer, Velvet, she is like, it's okay when we, it's still going to be just as amazing when we get it on the schedule. Truth. And I was literally like, because I rent, I rented a space. I called Mm -hmm. several venues to see if it was okay if we could take photographs in their spaces and they all gave approval. And, uh, we had this whole, I mean, branding stories laid out and Genevieve was going to come stay with me in the space I rented with this beautiful kitchen. Yes. (laughs) And we were going to have a girl's night and then she was going to do my makeup. I mean, it's going to be this whole thing, by the way, it's It's all still happening. I know, but it was so hard for me to cancel that. But since all that was going on, I literally had nearly nothing scheduled last week because I was allowing myself space to prepare for that because it turns out when you're photographing you frosting a cake you have to bake a cake and make frosting to make that happen (laughs) or whatever you know yeah Yeah, all of those logistics and I wasn't quite as organized as I had hoped even Mm -hmm. so when it got canceled it just took so much off of my plate but it was one thing and then my entire week was free so I literally had nothing on my schedule Wednesday through Friday anyway. And That's the great. worst of it was Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday. Oh, that so is a blessing. It was okay. That's great. It was okay. It That's turned great. out okay. Nothing's worse than having to cancel something or find a replacement for something. Yeah. Every day. I mean, you know, I just respect everybody else's time so much. I felt horrible. I mean, I knew you would yeah. have plenty to do, but like I didn't want to cancel Velvet's time, my photographer. Oh. <laughs> as soon as you as soon as you canceled, I'm like, I'm filming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, so you always have something to fill the space with. I was just very excited. Um, so we'll have some podcast images for you guys coming at. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm very excited. Woo! We're going to try and look really cool and take cool pictures of ourselves wearing <laughs> cool stuff, cool stuff and doing cool <laughs> things. Also, like, you know, whatever. So. You guys have to tell us what you think. We're really excited to do the thing. We are very excited to do the thing. So. So yeah, so it's been kind of a crap show. Yeah, whoa. That's intense, <laughs> Cassie. I I mean, kind of I, I was trying to respect because when I'm down like that, I like you were saying, I can't look at the phone. I can't think. I can't like it's I'm like dead to the world when I'm in that state. And so knowing that when you canceled, I just said, I love you. I'm so sorry. And then she just gave me space. And then I was like, peace out. <laughs> and then everybody else messaged me and was like, are you dying? And I was like, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, kind I was of. like, I knew as soon as she came back, she would, I would start seeing your like Instagram stories and then I'd be like, okay, she's, she's alive. Okay. <laughs> I literally had people message me because I wasn't doing Instagram stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, first of all, guys, it's okay to take a two day break from social media. But second of all, like everybody's like, are you, are you okay? You're, are you, no. Are you alive? And I'm like, mm. I'm functioning. Sort of. Sort of. So. Oh, uh, well, I'm so glad that you are up and, as my mom put it, kicking but not kicking yet. <laughs> she said, I'm so glad you're up and kicking. And I was like, I'm up. I don't think I'm kicking. I think I'm treading water right now. <laughs> Trying to swim back to shore. This is the reality of my life. Yeah. But you so know what? We show up. Here. We just show up. Mm-hmm. You know, you figure it out. I'm just so glad you could make it. This is real life, people. All right. We are naturally bringing about today's topic <laughs> lumping off of our what's up section so we've been sick and injured <laughs> we're broken people <laughs> you think Aren't you're broken all? we're very broken too Aren't we all so this has brought us to a lot of conversation between, between the two of us about how to support our bodies support ourselves during um, sickness injury uh, all those things that kind of bring us down and we we, we don't I mean ain't nobody I got time for that I don't have time to be brought down. Yeah, no. 
Absolutely not. And it is it is the season is upon us, people. If you're looking for some immune support, you want to keep your body in a good place, this is the episode for you. So this is I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because this is like your jam. You know, how to support your body, how to naturally work with your body in a place where it's going to heal and whatnot. So uh, honestly, I think, is this accurate to say that we're going to be talking about remedies for cold and flu? Yes, ma'am. Yes. Yeah. So I've got some lifestyle things to talk about first. Uh, Because that always is more important than I realize. It's the first course of action. Yes. Like you're going to try to throw a bunch of supplements at it, but if you're not doing the basics of you know which we're going to talk about i'm not going to give it all away yet isn't that the basis of holistic too it's like yeah the whole holistic anyway i mean it's way more important than mainstream yeah it turns out adjusting your behavior can go a lot (laughs) weird (laughs) or your habits i should say maybe not your behavior that's a little changes a lot so i'm curious so tell tell me what you got how can we work with our lifestyle yeah so first we're going to talk about some tips for like kicking your cold and flu quickly um, as far as lifestyle is concerned. And then we're going to jump into some nutrients, specific nutrients that you can use to not only like continually support your immune system and prevent cold and flu, but also um, help to um, manage those symptoms while you're dealing with them and get over it quickly too. Mm-hmm. And we got kind of, we have two like segments of these supplements. So like one is like kind of the duh section of, of well, supplements. Cassie calls it duh. I call it duh, but it might be new information for you guys. I hope I hope that it's helpful. Some of it was just a really good re- reiteration. Sure. Yeah. And some of it is just explaining that mechanism behind each nutrient as Mm -hmm. well. So there's five like really common nutrients that, you know, almost anybody can do to feel better. And then there's some more specific, more intense ones. So this is actually going to be a two parter episode for us. Perfect. And the second part, one of the things that we're going to talk about is zinc. And I'm very excited for that. Mm -hmm. And I would put that in like the imperative category, but it's literally like half our episode is going to be about zinc next time. Mm. So um, be stay tuned, stay tuned, be on the lookout for that because it's definitely a necessary conversation. Zinc deficiency is a massive, massive epidemic. And you better believe as soon as Cassie started telling me this, I went out and bought some zinc. (laughs) Like she told me what to buy and I bought it. (laughs) Yes. And there are, you know, there's so many different forms of zinc and different ways to get it. And some things are more bioavailable than others. And so we're going to spend a lot of time talking about zinc next week in addition to four additional nutrients. So we're going to go over five this week and then five in next week's episode. Excellent. Um, So, yeah. I love it. This is a two-parter and I'm excited. Good. I wrote all the my notes for this and I was like, oh, this is going to be it's going to be a beast. This is a beast. (laughs) So let's jump into the beast. All right. Tell me about more about things we can do in lifestyle. Yeah. So there are I mean, honestly, there's a few areas that are so super foundational to our immune system that like no natural remedy can replace these Mm, for real. Right. And Mm -hmm. so I just feel like we need to have a little chat. There's a little (laughs) chat about them. So the first thing is prioritizing a nutrient dense diet. Right. It's harder than it sounds. It sounds so simple. Well, especially when you aren't feeling well, too. You know, if you're if you're in the thick of your sickness and all you want is white foods, like that's what you're going to crave. So listen up. If you are a caretaker for someone while they're sick and they've sent you this episode, this is important. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was she's sending a message to someone specific. Um, But, you know, it's. And this is in no particular order, but, you know, uh, prioritizing a nutrient dense diet is so important. Um, and, and some little tips, you know, we've talked in the digestion episode is a great reference for Mm -hmm. this as to like what a nutrient dense diet looks like. 
Uh, but in general, you know, avoiding improperly prepared grains. So not doing either, not doing any grains or not doing a ton. If you're doing them, do them soaked ideally overnight, um, maybe even sprouted, um, not processed in their whole form, uh, not doing a whole lot of sugar, if any, and not necessarily low carb, but just not, not a lot of sugar. And other like really highly starchy foods and just ensuring that the body is functioning at like peak immunity um, should it encounter, you know, a virus or bacteria getting entered into that equation. So um, I think, I think so much of our, our picture of health needs to be about maintaining our immunity. Mm -hmm. And one thing people don't think about is again, digestion episode reference, but 60, 18 and 19, if you're interested. Yeah. Episode 18 and 19. Mm -hmm. So, and we get into the meat of it in episode 19 for, for sure. We talked a lot more about the digestive process in episode 18. Uh, but, you know, 60 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut. And it's everyone, in your gut. So, like, digestion that, is a foundation. Digestion is a basis for immune function. When you said that, it was like light bulbs went off. as like, no wonder, you know, back a long time ago, broth soup was like a big deal. Because back then they made broth and soup with bones. Yes. It's that's why that's always been like, oh, yeah, why is that so nourishing? Exactly. Yeah. Why is it so healing? Exactly. Which we're going to talk about today. Ooh. I'm so excited. Um, the other thing to think about long term lifestyle stuff is optimizing vitamin D levels. So Ooh. and I, I don't say increasing vitamin D levels, right? Optimize. I say optimizing vitamin D levels. Uh, you know, the average standard practitioner will tell you, you know, between 50 and 70 milligrams per deciliter is a great um, you know, level of vitamin D to have in the body. I would argue it's more so in that like 70 to 90 range to mm -hmm. get optimal health. And this is just a reminder that when you get blood chemistry ranges from the standard like healthcare system, that's that system is riddled with sick people, <laughs> people yeah. who are unhealthy. And so the average is, is weighted down. And we, there's just, we need a discussion about optimal health mm. and not just about, you know, what's our maintenance or what's normal because normal is not optimal. It's not the same just thing because it's normal. It doesn't mean or just because it's common doesn't mean it's normal. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's phrase is um, so true. And so, you know, normal is dysfunction at yes. this point. Right. For real. Big time. So optimal optimizing levels of vitamin D. So um, studies show that optimizing vitamin D really goes a long way to not only preventing, but shorting, shortening the duration of illness. So like if you have naturally higher vitamin D levels or healthy vitamin D levels, then you're going to just be more apt to to fight that illness in a quicker manner. And you know, that makes so much sense. You know, flu and cold season is when we naturally have at least in the Pacific Northwest, yeah. we have less natural vitamin D that we get from being outside because it's just not sunny very often. I mean, well, and with the position of the sun and where we're at, it's, it's a whole, that's a whole nother I mean, conversation. But, outside. and we referenced that in our sunscreen episode. We yes. talked a lot about how, how little vitamin D we get from the sun in the Pacific Northwest in general. Uh, but you know, in this conversation about optimizing vitamin D, I think it's so important to note that there are some seriously synergistic nutrients that have to go along with vitamin D for us to be able to absorb that vitamin D well. This one I want to hear more about. Tell me all the things. Well, we're going to get into that. Oh, okay. Later. Oh, okay. Yes. I, I will wait. But basically you want to be paying attention to things that are balanced. So mm -hmm. we're looking for like vitamins A, D, E, and K2 together. I say I've, I've heard of K2 with vitamin D, but I just 
There's yeah, so I mean, there's there's combos everywhere, but mm-hmm. you know, there's a, there's a, a an optimal relationship between vitamin A and vitamin D in the body, and most mm-hmm. of us are extremely deficient in vitamin A anyway because we don't commonly eat things that are high in vitamin A, like liver. You know, there's this big misnomer around the fact that you can just eat carrots and your body will convert the beta carotene into usable vitamin A. It's not true. Like. Your body can't do that. Yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) So, you know, I'd love to say that you can get lots of vitamin A from plant foods, but that's it's just not true. You need animal foods in your diet in order to get that vitamin A or you need to be supplementing responsibly. And, you know, supplementing responsibly both with vitamin A and vitamin D involves some sort of synergistic combination of those. And so there's a couple resources I'm going to share here when we get into the supplement section with those. But but again, optimizing vitamin D levels, right? Not just necessarily leveling them up, checking it out, seeing where you're at. Most people probably need to level it up, right? Right. Most Mm -hmm. people, but not everyone. So... Um, the third thing here as a foundation to your immune system is a big duh, prioritizing sleep and rest. What's funny about that? It is a duh, but rarely do people make the space for it. Because oh my gosh, it's they're difficult. just trying to like get through it. Yeah, you it's know? just and difficult, especially if you're a young, like young children's parent. It, well, there's no off day. Ever. But it, guess what? If you have help nearby, just ask for help. Honestly. Ask for help. Because guess what? Your your kids and your family will thank you later for taking that space for yourself because you'll be better for it sooner. Yeah. So and so much of getting adequate sleep and rest has to do with preventing illness. You know, there's a lot that you can do to prevent yourself from getting sick. And one of those is just getting adequate quality sleep on a regular basis. So, again, Mm -hmm. referencing the episode about sleep um jen if you want to pull up the number for us that would be amazing yeah that's uh number 12 yeah episode 12 is all about sleep so we will link that for you in the show notes but basically you know getting enough sleep is crucial to preventing illness and the truth is like even a couple nights of interrupted or or not enough getting not enough sleep lack of sleep can leave the body super worn down Mm-hmm. And unable to resist illness, right? Yeah. Resisting illness is like when we have those defenses up, when we have that foundation laid, it, you're just going to be able to resist it so much better. But, you know, if you haven't been sleeping well, you're going to well, be less me, apt to be able to fight it. And for me, this was an interesting journey for me, trying to figure out what that meant for me. Like, what does full rest mean for me? And for me, if I get less than eight hours... I start to kind of feel it like I can sometimes do like seven and a half, seven hours once, twice in a row. But by the third night, I like this morning I woke up and it was the third time in the row that I hadn't gotten full eight hours sleep. And uh, I I totally had a scratchy throat. And you're like, no, 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 you are no. not welcome here. Uh, yeah, get, get out. <laughs> and it was just it, w- it was a huge signal to me of what needs to happen and yes. some of these really foundational efforts of nutrient dense. You better believe I had a better breakfast this morning. <laughs> I was right. more intentional about my breakfast. Uh, I didn't go to the gym because I needed to make that space for the breakfast, the better breakfast. Yep. Um, I'm really interested in learning more about the vitamin D levels, optimizing it. Yep. So I'm excited to learn more about that. But the prioritizing sleep and rest, it's happening tonight. <laughs> Right. You have to. I'm going to bed early, yo. And I think what needs to be said is that while you may feel like you need to push through or that even that you can, you know, that you can push through, that you can exercise like usual, 
um, it's probably not the best thing for your health. And just so because just, you can doesn't mean you should. <laughs> Just Mama Genevieve over here. <laughs> so, and just using myself as an example, you know, both Genevieve and I are doing the um, last 90 days challenge with Rachel Hollis, which we are loving. And there is a framework around that called five to thrive each day. And one of those things is getting up early for an hour early and prioritizing time for yourself. And then the other thing is getting 30 minutes of exercise every single day. Both yes. of those things were not priorities while I was down and out and feeling sick. And even when my family was, because I was like, oh, I need to go into preservation mode and get more sleep and have more rest in order to prepare for this. Yes. And I continued to exercise while I was feeling well. But for me, that kind of turned into focusing on movement. I was going for walks. I was getting outside. Uh, I turned my weightlifting to be just a little bit lighter. You know, I, I adjusted my my routine to make room for you know nursing my immune system to hope that I didn't get it and then when I did I had to say look there's not there's no 30 minutes of exercise here it's going to be sleep and then you know same with like that extra hour of getting up early it was nope I'm sleeping in and the reception from everybody on social media when I posted my actual list and crossed out things and then wrote in what I actually did and what was working for me but you also said why Yeah, I got Mm -hmm. so much feedback from people being like, oh, my gosh, thank you for letting me know that I can like I get to make the rules. And I think that when you're sick, you really have to check in and reframe those rules or or maybe not having rules. Right. Yeah. (laughs) For yourself. And, you know, it's not necessarily about rules or no rules, but it's just about it's, you know, if you're going for a goal. Yeah, exactly. If you're going for a goal, you're going to have to adjust course a little bit. If you're feeling sick, you need to spend time working in instead of working out. Because if you push through it, it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. It's going to. So, you know, practical, make sure you're going to bed, not just on time, but earlier than normal. Uh, and then even resting a bit during the day when you can. Um, and it's going to go a really long way. So uh, the next thing to prioritize in this, this is the duh, right? Staying <laughs> hydrated, staying hydrated. But again, I think this is really good to have on here because most people don't prioritize those things. They may prioritize rest, but they're like, how can I rest if I have to like feed myself? And but this is an excellent list to give to somebody that wants to take care of you. Yes. Oh, that's so true. I love that. Anyway, I hope you have someone who's like willing to listen to this and, and do all of that. I hope you all have someone like that. <laughs> so I'm, I'll get into that a little bit deeper, but you know, pro- broth, water, herbal tea, you know, avoiding sugary, sugary drinks, um, that can be dehydrating for sure. Um, I find it's really interesting. My body naturally like goes way against coffee and caffeine in general when I'm sick. Like if I'm really listening to my body and I have a sip of coffee with some coconut milk and just like normally I'm just always like, was like, mm, so good. When I was sick, my body was like, nope, nope, abort, abort what? this right now. I literally got two sips into my coffee. I was like, what does that feel like? I knew Can I was literal. Sorry. No, no, no. It was, it was just like, like I drank it and it didn't, it was no satisfaction. Mm. It was just, you know, it didn't make me feel nauseous or anything. I just was like, oh, this is not right right now. And so I literally took two sips of like this glorious, beautifully brewed cup of coffee. And like I was like, <laughs> so much like posted on Instagram and everything. Like there's so much effort. And I was just like, nope, nope. Put this in the fridge. I mean, how often Drink do people later? really listen to their bodies like that? Because most yeah, of it's, it's been so a process. automated. Yeah, it is that, that, 
that take a second, that grace, that uh, self-introspection, give yourself a minute. That's honestly, I think, the, been the beauty behind meditation for me is that it's really helped me practice behind really thinking about things like that and like, oh, is that really serving me? Because you can't just plow through your day and expect to know yourself really well because you're going to be reacting to everything around you, right? So it's like yeah. if you if you think that you're hydrated and you're getting sick, chances are and you're drinking your normal amount or oh, I have my glass of water here and then that chances are you probably need more but you have to like and it also has a lot to do with recognizing signs like that was not satisfying yes not even a little bit yep yeah because guess what your brain will light up if it is exciting and your body's like yes (laughs) right brain's gonna be like yay but that's you know it's part of coming to a coming to a place of intuitive health and intuitive eating right yes Um, which is a journey it's a journey Mm -hmm. it's been a long process and I'm definitely not I'm not have not arrived (laughs) oh I don't Um, think I'm on anyone ever but I'm better at I'm better at checking in at least at least begging the question of my body and not just answering it myself based on what I want to hear or say or reacting to everything that's happening to you and which is so easy to do this these days this next one is a really interesting one because it depends on where you live but um indoor winter environments can be a huge source of concentrated toxins and I don't like the word germs but just bacteria illness can kind of be bred in that environment um and it's, it's the dry air that we inhale as we heat our homes during the winter that makes those airways more reactive and sensitive to viruses. Guess what? Your and so keeping, yeah, so keeping <laughs> everything really moist can be very helpful. So this is an interesting thing for us living in the Pacific Northwest because we actually have, uh, we have wet winters. Mm-hmm. So we don't tend to have to worry about this. But most of people in other parts of the country or other parts of the world have to use a humidifier during the winter months because of that change yeah so um just pay attention to your surroundings and start thinking about possibly using a humidifier during the winter months if you live in a drier place where the winter is a drier time you know we used a humidifier when we lived in Colorado and it helped a ton and when we, you know we live here we don't really have to use it very much every once in a while when there's respiratory stuff maybe exactly yeah mm-hmm. in that time so that can be really helpful, but this is just not something I really knew coming from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, because it's, it's it's not a mostly a not no, it's mostly a non-issue here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so you know, kind of an added bonus is you know that time spent outdoors during the winter is you get a little bit of extra sunlight, and um, having that outdoor time can be really good for your immune system. So now, if you live in a place where the outdoor is very dry during the winter and cold, um, you know. Get that time outside, but also spend that time inside with a humidifier and it'll help a ton. So something I didn't really think about or know um, until recent years. So Uh, and then the last thing I really wanted to mention here is just avoiding sugar, which we kind of touched on when we started talking about a nutrient dense diet. But sugar really weakens the immune system and allows this one. It allows Mm -hmm. bacteria to grow. So avoiding sugar is really key to like maintaining your health Uh, And particularly when you're under stress or in the middle of cold and flu season in general. Uh, And then, of course, if you're already sick, you know, avoiding avoiding white foods. And I just say white foods because that's just a blanket statement for processed foods. But yeah, processed foods and your mind is a little foggy from your cold. That's an easy one to remember. I think the tough part and I just want to recognize the humanity in all of that is that when you don't feel well, you want things that comfort you. Mm -hmm. So it's difficult to navigate that space and understand, you know, what your body's actually asking for. Again, that intuitive eating piece versus what 
you want to make you you feel better you know and a lot of times like let's say you have you know an upset stomach and like a stomach bug a lot of times you want like crackers and like sugary things (laughs) right it's what you know like like bread or crackers yeah rice or something like that and you know we we make these like generalizations that oh when I have when I have these things it calms my stomach down and I'm just gonna call bs on that uh it's a percent I've had that conversation with family members too (laughs) yeah it's not necessarily what your stomach needs and I think it has a lot more to do with the lightness of what you're eating and the lack of fat probably and not that you should avoid fat while you're sick by any means you know get that nutrient dense fat in for sure it's going to deliver those fat soluble vitamins to the body vitamins a d and k2 it's going to be good but um you know I think when I have a stomach bug I generally feel better eating a little bit lower fat and I think that's just because it gives my body a bit of a break from having to process that fat in my gallbladder so yeah you know I think not in my gallbladder but using my gallbladder so those are kind of the the like you know just overarching general lifestyle things to just take a look at when you're when you're not feeling well or you're navigating through cold and flu season and then we've got this BA awesome list of supplements to get started with I'm excited about these because these are very specific yes so if you're looking for resources resources this is where it's at (laughs) so uh first thing is homemade homemade people (laughs) nutrient dense bone broth so you don't have to be the one to make the homemade broth again enlist a friend you know sometimes when we're sick and we have people reach out to us I don't know about you but when I have friends reach out to me like oh let me know if you need anything I'm always like oh god what am I even gonna ask you for like I I feel so uncomfortable same (laughs) you know and I have a lot of great close friends who you know have made that offer and I know that they mean it but I'm always like what do I even ask you for yeah right bone broth is a great thing to ask for you're also like I don't want to make you sick but they could leave that on your porch I could leave some bone broth on your porch, people. (laughs) What a gift. I know. (laughs) So I try to do that for my friends when they're sick. I don't Mm. even let them ask me. I just do it. (laughs) But it's it's something something I can't, you know, I'm capable of. The rest is, well, and I just always have bone broth in my fridge. Always. Like, that's amazing. It's it's an ongoing batch system that we do all the time. So, Um, but you know, not only does broth taste really amazing, um, it provides a really good base for a ton of nourishing recipes. Like Mm. you you don't have to be that person that just sips on broth all cool. Like, you know, you can actually just make soup out of it and it's okay. (laughs) You don't have to sip it out of a mug. That's what I have to do for my kids because it feels weird for them. They don't like drinking something savory. Yeah, I have a good I have a good friend who it, whose daughter is recovering from surgery right now and I just offered to bring her some broth and I was like, "Well, will she at least like, you know, drink it if you make a soup out of it or something?" I know that makes an extra step for my friend, but I don't have time to actually make the soup, so I'm just going to bring the broth over. But you brought, brought the nutrient dense homemade bone broth. I will. I will. Um, Which is amazing. But it also, you know, provides this great base for flavor for a lot of dishes, but it also like really helps boost your immune system. And and the neat part about broth and a lot of these nutrients that we're going to talk about in today's episode is that they provide kind of this basis that if you're having them on a regular basis, it's this great preventative formula for keeping sickness, illness away. So one of the most remarkable things about bone broth is how gut supportive it is. So, you know, we have this, it has this really holistic health effect on the body and on the immune system. Um, And let's just talk about leaky gut for a second. So leaky gut occurs when like undigested 
particles from foods seep through tiny openings in the weakened intestinal lining. So we go from being um, semi-permeable to hyper-permeable in the gut. And these tight junctures are no longer tight. And, uh, and foods, again, on a microscopic level, enter the bloodstream. And the immune system detects them and then becomes hyperactive. And the increase in inflammation leads to dysfunction all over the body. Ah. As the, and as the immune system releases these high levels of antibodies that cause an, an autoimmune-like response in the body, they start to attack healthy tissue. So Which seems bad when you're sick. It does, <laughs> right. Well, this t- kind of tends to be, unfortunately, the disease state for so many people. The quote-unquote norm. Yeah. And, you know, bone broth is one of the most beneficial foods to consume to restore gut health. And again, 60 to 80% of your immune system is in your gut. So, um, you know, support of the immune system function and healthy inflammation response. Again, healthy inflammatory response. It's normal for you to see inflammation when you're feeling sick. That's the body's putting it up. It's like you want it to it's, do that. And yeah, it's, it's putting function. up defense. Like fever has a function in the body. Right. You don't right? want to squash it. Mucus production has a function in the body. It's protecting yes. you. Yes. So, um, you know, you want to get a healthy inflammatory response. And so the collagen and gelatin and amino acids uh, proline glutamine and arginine help seal the openings of the gut lining and support gut integrity and those are all Mm. present in bone broth if it's homemade with nutrient-dense bones right you always want to be making your bone broth with uh, grass-fed beef bones is my favorite you can do a pasture-raised chicken Um, i love throwing the chicken feet in there too because you get a ton more gelatin and collagen and more of that amino acid profile um, or you can do a mix, you know, you can do pork and beef and chicken and get a really nice How flavor profile. For when you're I like to brewing. make bone broth in my instant pot. Mm. Uh, you know, that's only been in the last couple of years since I've had an instant pot. You can totally make it stovetop and in which case you want to do it over about 24 hours. Mm. So you need to be home for that. Yeah. <laughs> to have your stove on. Um, you can also do it in a crock pot over a 24 hour period. That's what we've done. Crock pot. But I, yeah. I'm going to try the Instant Pot. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I get just as gelatinous and flavorful of broth. And I have every faith that's still giving me the nutrient density that I need, even Excellent. though it's only. But I do, I do it in the Instant Pot over three hours. You can do oh. it in a shorter period of time, but I do it over three hours. And I just do the soup function on the Instant Pot and follow any bone broth bone broth recipe Mm. and just you know fill it to the max line with water and do you have a a favorite i honestly i no carrots no carrots i know people (laughs) get your carrots out my bone broth that's just my personal (laughs) preference um you know i definitely have i really like beth um bricky um, Beth Manos Brookie, her recipe from Tasty Yummies is a great recipe for bone broth. Ooh, that will be in um, show notes. Yes, it will be. And then, you know, I have my own too that I need to create uh, a little recipe for on the website. So we'll see. We'll see if that comes out. Gonna play a little. Uh, yeah. But, uh, you know, my goal, honestly, with bone broth is just to make it as flavorful as possible on its own, but not benign, but relatively muted so that and like I'm not throwing if I, even if I want to use it for like an Asian application I'm not going to throw a bunch of ginger in my broth right. or if I'm making a super healing nutrient dense broth that I know I'm just going to sip on I will put all of the things in it and just see what <laughs> happens so it just depends on you know what I'm going to use it for but I like a really basic bone broth um, you know just bones sea salt apple cider vinegar and uh, fresh herbs is what I usually throw in there. And then any vegetable scraps that I have. So I take 
like frozen um like the I take the ends of onions when I cut them off when I'm using them for cooking and then like that outer layer mm-hmm. um the end of a celery stalk uh parsley stems mm-hmm. rosemary stems all sorts of things and that I just so good I just throw them in a um in a bag in the freezer and then I just pull from that each time I make broth that's brilliant it's brilliant yeah it's like the odd bits i, I put the tell odd my husband i'm sorry i'm not composting this <laughs> yeah no I, I mean there's a lot that i do compost but we don't we don't compost onions and well if you're not and, yeah if you're saving it for bone broth i'd say that's important yeah and like even the skin like the skin of the onion and the little root that's at the end and everything so you can throw it all in there because you're just gonna strain it out anyway right um so anyways you know bone broth can can it's so the nutrient profile in bone broth is so impressive it's something that should be consumed regularly like I like to have uh, eight ounces of bone broth every single day and sometimes that's in a soup and sometimes that's in a mug yeah and I just seems friendly for all types yeah you can also like steam vegetables with it there's so much you can do with bone broth Mm, I love it um and there's been a lot of really cool studies recently that actually talk about um, bone broth promoting healthy sleep and then boosting mm. energy and supporting a healthy mood throughout the day. Which sounds amazing. And that has to do with the amino acid profile as well. Ew. So, very cool. That so, sounds amazing. Bone broth people, get on it. Yeah, get on it. I'm glad that was high on the list. Yeah. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> We're getting into the, the basics, you know, the foundation. So this and next one kind of sounds like another basic. But... Yeah. Water. <laughs> and I'm going to add with a pinch of sea salt which I talk Um, about all the time. Herbal tea. And honestly, you know, so much of your electrolyte status is compromised while you're sick or during cold and flu season. Just elevating that a little bit is is imperative. Having healthy mineral status is a big part of immune function. But, you know, if you're drinking coffee and you're drinking tea and you're drinking juice or whatever, all of those are diuretics. So you need to match that with some water for sure. Um, but one thing people don't think about is the fact that water moistens oxygen for easier breathing. So if oh, your if your nice. respiratory pathways aren't moistened, again with you know the the humidifier concept, you you need those pathways moistened in order for them to heal. Um, water also regulates your body temperature, which will help in feverish oh. times. Oh. Um, it removes waste from the body, flushes toxins, and empowers the body's natural healing response. Hi, water. How are you? Sounds very all-encompassing. Yes, it does. But it's one of those things when you're not feeling well, it's really easy to to decrease your fluid consumption because you're laid up in bed. And honestly, for me, like even last week, like just sitting up to drink the water I needed felt like effort. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or if you're sleeping a ton. Yeah. But, you know, in the way of prevention, it's huge. And and then also hot water and herbal teas can be obviously really soothing while you're sick. Um, I like to use lemon and you get the added bonus of some extra vitamin C if you steep the the lemon with the rind. And again, Mm -hmm. go organic if you're doing that because otherwise you're getting pesticides in the rind. So um fresh ginger as well which is a natural anti-inflammatory and then other herbs with anti-inflammatory effects like licorice root um, turmeric echinacea and again anytime we talk about echinacea on here use short term okay no more than four weeks to prevent irritation to the liver and changes to gut flora so you have to i be, did not know that yeah you gotta be you gotta be gentle 
ah. take the gentle approach with echinacea. Interesting. So did not know. Yeah, and it's it's better strategically used anyway. Mm. And the brand of tea, which I will link for you all in the show notes, is Traditional Medicinals, and they have some really great. They get these cold care teas that you can get, and there'll be a, th- a throat coat one is one of my I favorites. Love that one. I uh, love that one. There's a a couple of blends that support immune function and. Um, gut health and all sorts of things so I love traditional medicinals um, organic herbal tea blends and then number three on this list peeps is elderberry Mm. it is so freaking powerful and the the cool part now is like when you used to want elderberry syrup you had to like get it on the black market or make it yourself (laughs) and now it's now it's everywhere now you Mm. can get elderberry at you know your local kroger store or whatever so be mindful make sure you check out those ingredients on your elderberry syrup because often there will be like brown rice syrup and other garbage added to it to make it even sweeter which i'm like have you tasted elderberry syrup like it's and that as we stated the sugar's not helping you it's very (laughs) sweet so um you can do about 10 milliliters of elderberry syrup or if you want to measure it in like teaspoons or tablespoons um you can do a teaspoon a day ish up to a tablespoon a day and one of the neat things about elderberry is that it actually uh helps prevent illness but also if it's in your system when you get sick, you can up your dose of elderberry and it will activate and be much more useful than if you weren't taking it before you were sick. Oh, interesting. So in when you use it in prevention, it will be more effective when you use it in in the moment when you aren't feeling well. Interesting. So that's great to know, actually, to be able to decide your arsenal of like immune support. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually believed that elderberry can deactivate the flu virus and Interesting. proven that it naturally boosts your immunity. So I hear so many people talking about how fantastic elderberry is. I just don't know enough about it. Yeah. So, so. I actually, I buy, um, dried elderberries from Mountain Rose Herbs. I was going to ask where, you, yeah, cause I hear a lot of people. Which is uh, in Eugene, Oregon. Yeah. And, uh, and they'll, they ship, yeah, they ship anywhere. And you can also find them at like natural grocers now in like the bulk, uh, dried fruit section usually mm-hmm. or, and, or in the health uh, like supplement section too mm. just depends on which store you're at um but often you know any of those health food stores you might be able to find them too but it's easy to buy them online for it sure it looks easy to make yourself is that true yeah it's very easy it. you literally just steep the elderberries in water and then you add honey at the end it's, it's really simple but you can really like boost the effectiveness of elderberry syrup by throwing some other stuff in there Um, But what I wanted to mention is that the flowers and berries, the flowers and berries of elderberries are said to boost the immune system um, and also obviously deal with the flu, but treat sinus pain as well. Like relieve sinus pain. Just by ingesting? But yeah, by continually ingesting. Wow. So we really use this in our arsenal. My husband often gets his, his colds and flu things often turn into a sinus infection Mm, mm, and um had many ear infections as a child like it's you know there's this whole it's a whole thing but (laughs) uh we use elderberry a lot and it really helps and there's this really interesting preliminary study found that when 15 milliliters of elderberry syrup was taken four times daily for a five-day period it relieved the symptoms of influenza an average of four days earlier than those taking a placebo heck yeah 
Right? Give me some of that. Right? Gosh, just shortening the length. Sure, yeah, anything geez. that's going to shorten the duration. And again, mm-hmm. elderberry is one of those things that will be more effective at shortening the duration if you've been taking it leading up to So the lozenges sick. that I see, is that appropriate? I mean, usually they're just full of brown rice syrup again. Right. It just form. depends on, on the ingredients. You know, mm-hmm. think about it. To create a lozenge, like you have to have not necessarily a lozenge, but the lozenges that you see are basically like a, so a so they're like kinds. an elderberry cough drop, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they or have, elderberry candy. Yeah, they have so much sugar in them. Mm-hmm. I there's I think there's better ways to get sure. elderberry, and I prefer elderberry syrup. Cause I'm I'm seriously thinking about getting some elderberry syrup and just dump it in my kids' concoction that I'm already making. Yeah, you can also do el- elderberry tincture as well. Mm-hmm. So it's often included in a lot of um, like immune boosting tinctures that you can get, uh, even you know over the counter at like uh, your health food store. Cool. So. Yeah. Take it. Elderberry's the jam, people. Do it. And then next is probiotics. This is honestly something, again, I didn't think that deeply about as far as like putting in your arsenal to really engage your immune system and help nurse that. And again, duh, 68% of your immune system, again, is in your gut. Yeah. So any imbalances there can contribute to immune related illness. So, so this could be part of your nutrient dense food yes mm. girl you read my mind oh <laughs> you read my yes. mind so i'm giving, learning giving huh. your gut bacteria a good boost with some probiotic foods oh like mm-hmm. sauerkraut um kimchi kombucha as long as the sugar content is lower right okay well, this is where i that mean, this like, is what? why i love health aid kombucha because okay. the sugar content is much lower they don't add sugar after the fact they have so, a really good new one out, the Tone It Up one. Oh. The b- rose. Ooh. Bubbly rose. Ooh, I haven't oh. tried that one yet. It's so good. Oh, okay. I think okay. it's new, but. Mm. I'm I into know. it. I'm into it. I like the Christmas cheer one, too. I'm so excited Holiday for cheer, the- it's called. I think that's a little bit more PC, not Christmas cheer. Is it coming out <laughs> for the season? It's already out. Yeah. It's one <gasps> they keep bringing back, so they had it last year as well. Mm, I'm gonna keep my um, for that one. And you know, so you can give your you can give your gut a boost with with you know eating those probiotic rich foods, and you can also take a probiotic supplement. It's very individualized. I'm not going to give you any recommendations. You as really far need as, a provider for that, yeah. Yeah, well, either a provider or just to play with it and see how your body feels. You know, some people do really well with more plant based probiotics. Some people do, but more do well with you know more um, like lactobacillus strains. Even if you have a dairy intolerance, you can usually handle like a dairy based probiotic. Hmm. Uh, supplement that is uh, soil based probiotics are great as well. So. You know, and there's there's a few brands that I really like. I like Clear Labs, which again you have to get through a practitioner. I also like Gut Pro, which is uh, one that you can just get directly from the Corganic website. So I will link that to you, but I'm not going to give you any dosage recommendations or anything. That's something you've got to work out with your provider um, and or with yourself. Uh, and again, we're never giving medical advice, people. Disclaimer, but, right? <laughs> Reminder of that disclaimer. Um, but there's you can. It's really interesting. So restoring the beneficial bacteria in your gut can actually help boost your immune system considerably. So this is something to really focus on. Um, And there was this lab study conducted in 2017, so really recent, that showed that a particular strain of probiotics, which is bacillus bacteria. I see that all the time. mm -hmm, Demonstrated an anti-influenza activity with complete inhibition of the influenza virus. So 
And there was also a systematic uh, meta-analysis of a randomized controlled trial that evaluated the effects of probiotics and prebiotics on the immune system to the influenza vaccination. And the results showed that participants who took probiotics and prebiotics showed significant improvements in the H1N1 and H3N2 strain of protection rates. That's intense. Yeah. So, So again, taking probiotics can elevate your immunity. Even if you've done the flu wow. shot, you know, as do this as well, you know. Yeah, make why, these why not? As well. Yeah. I mean, at this point, why not? It, yep. it could do nothing but help. Yep. And then the last thing we're going to talk about today, and then we'll take it to the next level. <laughs> to level up. <laughs> to level up. It's kind of like what we've been talking about a lot today. Just level up. Mm-hmm. Level up your immune system, people. Um, the last thing on the docket for today is vitamin D3. So not just vitamin D, but vitamin D3. Uh, I am going to give you a dosage recommendation here for greater than or equal to 2,000 IU daily. Again, work with your provider. Um, but vitamin D is so friggin' important. It is a hormone precursor. And what, it, say that again? It's, it's a, a hormone what? precursor. That's significant. Most of your sex hormones are literally made up of vitamin D and cholesterol. Wow. Yes. Wow. That, okay, the implications of that, knowing of how vitamin this is D why deficient. Vitamin D deficiency is, is an epidemic. It literally thing. can dictate every, nearly every system in the body. So, because your, your endocrine system dictates it dictates everything and we oh. have we have hormone function that has endocrine function and exocrine function like oh it's a signal it's a yes. sig- the hormones are signaling to your body it signals it's makeup so so optimizing vitamin d levels can help again in a huge way prevent illness in the first place um but also taking several thousand iu a day while you're sick can really help speed up recovery and again this is one of those where like you want your level to be ideally healthy um, you know, and there's some great studies out there that suggest short-term high-dose vitamin D can be like up to, you know, 8, 10, 12,000 IU a day for like three to four weeks can really bring your level up all the way. But you have to be supplementing with a really great version of vitamin D. And this is what I'm going to... Yeah, this is what I'm going to refer to a practitioner for, for the most part. But think liquid, think microemulsified. So in synergistic nutrients so you know if you're taking in vitamin d3 it should be a microemulsified in with a fat so that it's Mm. delivered to your cells because it's a fat soluble vitamin so ideally it should be in something like mct oil you know we see a lot with like biotics we'll use sesame oil so it just depends on if you can tolerate sesame or not Mm. but uh you know it's one of those things you can really do to help get better and really speed up recovery and just manage I mean, so much about the health of your body depends on your vitamin D levels. Um, and again, vitamin D is produced in the body, obviously by sunlight and regulates the expression of over 2000 genes, <gasps> gene expression, right? So we're talking about genetics and yeah. epigenetics, right? Mm-hmm. And um, that includes those of the immune system. So like autoimmunity can get turned on by a deficiency in vitamin d guess what when paxton was going through his scoping processes and uh they did some blood samples and did kind of a full mock-up on what they had seen in his body and he was extremely vitamin d deficient 
So he was right away prescribed by his very mainstream doctor, <laughs> 2000 IUs of vitamin D3. Mm-hmm. And I, and for a mainstream doctor to prescribe a vitamin, it made me really perk. I was really listening and yeah. I, I said, that's when I started. So two years ago is when I started really looking into the validity of vitamin D3 and, and why is my five-year-old vitamin d deficient and when we have been very like conscious of what we're trying to feed him i mean i could always have improved but it and there was a lot of discussion of if you want him to go into remission he has to be dosing vitamin d3 Mm -hmm. was what he told me yep you have to yep that was that was my first exposure to the importance of vitamin d3 but since then i've been learning more and more and more it's mind-blowing yeah well and Your son has an autoimmune condition. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So um, it, it's a huge player. And, you know, there's uh, right now it's estimated that up to 90% of people in the world are vitamin D deficient. Wow. Even higher in the United States. And recent research shows that low vitamin D levels are linked to higher rates of cold, flu, and respiratory infections. A mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, couple things. Little call to action for you guys. Go get, go get your vitamin D levels tested. So you can test your blood. You can do a blood test. Um, you want to test your 25 hydroxy vitamin D is what it's called. And uh, so you can go get a blood test to determine if you have an underlying deficiency. But you can also order home testing kits to test your vitamin D levels. Ooh. And that's usually done through saliva. Ooh. So a little bit different measure, but a, a good a good one nonetheless. And that's through the vitamin D council. And I will link that for y'all in the show notes. Oh, that's great. So go get your levels tested. See where you're at. Work with and talk to a practitioner about how you can get to optimal levels. Because it's going to support so many parts of your body. It's not just your immune function. It's literally everything. Mm. Everything. If you have a hormone uh, dysfunction, if you have uh, your hormone levels are off, like we need to support some vitamin D function. If you're having gut issues, we need to support vitamin D. Like it's, it's every, it's everything. It's everything. And it's why we wrapped up our first section of this with this. So that's my call to action for y'all. And then as far as as vitamin D supplementation goes, there's a couple that I really like. Um, I love the ADEK emulsion from biotics, which is actually relatively new. I also like the D and K2 from thorn research. Mm. And then another one that's highly underrated, in my opinion, is um, Rosita Real Foods. They have an extra virgin cod liver oil. And again, Mm. it's cod liver oil. So it's fat, but it is very rich in vitamins A and D. And so you'll Mm. get a good balance of those two. And then obviously you want to be getting K2 and vitamin E from other sources. But those are a little bit easier to get in the diet. So um, getting vitamin A and vitamin D in supplement form, you just want to think about what other kinds of synergistic nutrients you can include to really round out that fat soluble vitamin profile. But I really, I really like both of those. And the Rosita Real Foods, I think you can get. I think that's on again. Corganic is where you can get that as well. Awesome. So, I know there's gonna be a lot of clickable fun things in this uh, show notes. <laughs> yeah, this one and the next episode with lots of lots of supplement suggestions. So again, you know, as always, everyone work with your practitioners. Talk about you know what what it means. To to optimize health for you. So this is just food for thought and different things for you to think about that you could include in either your own regimen or your family's regimen to keep you all well throughout this cold and flu season. And if you guys use these or any other remedies, 
please comment in our Instagram post and Dude. let us know what you love to use. If you post about it, tag us. We yes. even see more people tagging us in things and we just, we friggin' love it. I love it. Tag we us on it. Instagram. Yeah. If you guys are listening, ooh, here you go. If you're listening to the podcast right now, <laughs> please screenshot your screen, throw it up in your Instagram stories and tell your peeps about this podcast because that's how we spread this information, everybody, through yes. you all. Word of mouth, our lovely and amazing listeners. Yeah, we're doing this for you guys. Yep, you guys and to you're going to hear this again because it's the closing notes to our podcast, but please go leave us a review. If, yes. you're, in, if you're enjoying this podcast and it has um, brought you um, any sort of joy, laughter, happiness, great information, uh, people that you've connected with that you maybe didn't otherwise know about who've had a positive effect on your life, please, please, please leave us a review. We watch it like a hawk. You leave a review, we see it. We see it and we get Mm -hmm. so excited. Yes. So thank you. Thank you so much for all that information. I'm always so thankful at the end of episodes, even though I I know what we're going to talk about, I get to the end of it and I'm just like, holy cow. I'm just really grateful to have a place where I can nerd out and just yeah. have a. I, this is like my brain dump of all things nerdy. So yes, in the best way possible. So thank you so much for all that amazing practical information. And I'm serious. If you are a caretaker, or you possibly could be a caretaker for someone who is sick, this is an excellent episode to reference. Yay! Thanks for joining us today on this episode of Rebel Heart Radio. You can visit our website to submit a question at www.rebelheartradio.com. Or you can hop on our Instagram. You can ask us anything. We love to get to know you guys. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a review on iTunes. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode.